So my friends, um, I'm not sure if you know this, you probably don't, but um, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, we began praying the St. Michael the Archangel prayer after all of our Masses, and there was a group that was unhappy about this, saying that the St. Michael the Archangel prayer was a little too harsh, right? And we don't believe in angels anymore, we're past that. We don't believe in the devil anymore, of course not. And so therefore, they asked the Archbishop to um, change the St. Michael the Archangel prayer, or maybe we'll just pray in Our Father after Mass or whatever. And our Archbishop said, no, actually we do believe in these things, and it'd be a good opportunity if people don't know that, um, that we still believe in angels and we believe in the devil, um, to catechize about it, to teach about it a little so people understand exactly what we mean by that. Well, today's readings are a great opportunity to do that, because today we hear all about the angels and St. Michael the Archangel and all that. We believe in angels. Angels, the existence of angels, is something that we believe in. We believe that there are beings that exist that are purely spiritual. They don't have bodies, right? We are, this, this pulpit right here is just a body, no spirit. There's no, it's not alive, right? We are made up of body and spirit. I have a body, but I also have a soul. Angels are the other end of the spectrum from the pulpit. They are just a spirit but no body, right? We believe that angels exist. We believe that there are real beings that are real angels that are personal, that they know us, they can do things, they can make decisions, they are persons. And that they, it's not a fairy tale, right? It's not something that we just tell children to, you know, have nice stories about uh, the embodiment of good and evil in the world and doing... No! They exist! They're real beings. They're not just an embodiment of some fictional thing any more than I am, right? They're, they're real persons. Angels really exist. And there are good angels and there are bad angels. All the angels were created, and similarly as humanity was tested in the, in the persons of Adam and Eve, so each of the angels was individually tested. Uh, and we don't know, the, you know what that test was, but somehow angels being created um, needed to be tested. They needed to choose God. And that some of these angels rejected God. Some of these angels decided not to choose God, that they wanted to choose themselves instead. And that is how some of the angels fell. And they are the ones that we know as demons. The greatest of them being, of course, the devil, Lucifer, Satan. And that is, again, it's not a fairy tale. It's not just a type of Catholic boogeyman. Uh, the devil's a real thing, right? It's a, the devil's a real person, and a bodiless person, but still a real person. Uh, and we don't need to ignore that. The more that we make the devil a taboo thing that we don't talk about, the more afraid of it we get. Right? The way you're maybe afraid of the dark, just turn on the lights. You don't need to be afraid of it anymore, right? The reality of the devil is, it's real. Uh, And it's not something that needs to be taboo. It's not something we need to avoid talking about. I remember, because I was just watching it earlier this morning, the first homily Pope Francis ever gave as Pope, and we're all so excited to see what the new Pope would say. Uh, And, you know... Popes normally have a very carefully written homily. Someone writes to be sure they don't say anything offensive. You know, most popes don't write their own homilies. Well, Pope Francis gets up there, and he just gave a homily like I give. No notes, no nothing. He just spoke with the whole world watching, right? And what he, he must have referenced the devil like three or four times in that homily. 
And I'm sitting there thinking, me and in the seminary, learning how to give homilies in that time. I'm like, whoa, Pope, not allowed to talk about the devil anymore. I, you may get in trouble for that, right? But no, the reality is we believe in the devil, but we don't need to be afraid of the devil. The devil's not someone we need to be afraid of because we are in the power of God. If we have been, we're loved by God, if we've been baptized and we've been adopted by God, God himself is dwelling in our souls. And so we don't need to be afraid of the devil. We don't need to be afraid um, of the fallen angels. Not at all. But we still believe in them. We believe in the good angels. We believe in guardian angels. Again, guardian angels aren't a fairy tale for just, that's the personification we use of God looking out. No, they're real guardian angels. There is an angel that looks after, cares for, prays for, and protects each one of us. One angel dedicate, my guardian angel is praying for me right now. Probably praying I don't say anything foolish, right? Probably help me to remember what I even wanted to say in the first place. Our guardian angels pray for us. They love us. There's an angel that loves me, that is so concerned with my well-being. My guardian angel. And you have a guardian angel. Each and every person here has a guardian angel. I don't know if you've ever met or been around someone who has their own bodyguard, right? But when you see someone that has their own bodyguard, it's like, whoa, that person is kind of important, right? That, that person must be a big deal if there's someone who's assigned just to protect them or someone who has their own private butler, you know, like, wow, that person must be really rich or really important if they have their own butler. Well, we have our own angel, more important than any bodyguard in the whole world to look after us to care for us, to care for our soul. We believe in the guardian angels. We actually believe in them. How beautiful is that? And then finally, we have uh, the archangels. We have uh, you know, other groups of angels, but tonight we reflect a little on St. Michael, the archangel. Michael, first of all, what a, what a great name, Michael. But uh, St. Michael, the archangel. Um, Michael protects and guards God's people. Namely, Michael first protects Israel. Right? So Michael's a protector of God's people, the Jewish people, Israel. But we as the church are the new Israel. We are the new Israel. And so St. Michael is our angel. He's our angel. He's looking out for us. He's supposed to protect the church. He's supposed to help the church. And the story of Michael um, casting the devil out of hell... Um, Again, that can be something, casting the devil out of heaven into hell, that can be something fantastical, but that's not a fairy tale, right? When the devil rebelled, um, think about the devil, purely intelligent, not a body at all. How How do beings that are only intelligent with no bodies, how do they fight? Okay, well that's an interesting thought to think about, but think about if the devil is rebelling and he just wants to be all about himself... What does the name Michael even mean? Who is like God? Michael is a question, actually. Who is like God? If you are throwing a major temper tantrum in heaven, what better question to just put aside all self-sufficiency than just to ask, who is like God? Did I, did I create the stars and the heavens and the earth? No. Who is like God? Michael's name is a question. It's actually a very humble name. Who is like God? 
I really, God is so much more magnificent and great and powerful than I could ever be. And if the devil is throwing a temper tantrum up in heaven and rebelling against God, that question puts an end to the whole argument. Who is like God? We are very, I'm very grateful to our archbishop for requiring, not even asking, requiring, that the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel be prayed at the end of every Mass in the Archdiocese of Hartford, period. We need to pray to the angels. We need to ask for their help. Angels aren't dictators. They can't force us. We have to ask them. We have to ask for their help. We as the church need to ask for the help of the angel who's supposed to be protecting and guiding the church, St. Michael the Archangel. We need to pray and ask him to protect us. We need to pray to St. Michael um, that in any way that the evil one, the devil, is infecting the church um, and afflicting the church, that he will be cast out from that. Our church needs it, especially nowadays. Our church needs this. We also have to pray to our own guardian angels. Talk to your guardian angel. It's not like an imaginary friend. Guardian angel is a real person. So ask your guardian angel. Guardian angel, help me. I'm really worried about this. I'm really worried about this conversation I have to have with someone at work. I'm really worried about um, this particular exam at school. Actually, your guardian angel already knows the answers to the exam, so talk to your guardian angel when you're studying. It works, right? Talk to your guardian angel. Ask for help. If you're married, talk to your husband or wife's guardian angel. If there's a particular thing, my, my husband or my wife is going through a difficult time. Husband or wife's guardian angel, help them. Strengthen them. Please be with them. We should talk to our angels. We should ask for their help. My friends, we believe in angels. We believe that angels are real, that they love us, they protect us, they guide us, they care for us. So in a special way, we need to continue to pray to our angels. We need to ask for the intercession of the holy angels so they may lovingly lead us and guide us and help us along the path to heaven. So that one day, for all of eternity, we can enjoy the bliss of beholding God face to face with the angels in the glory of the heavenly kingdom.